I started doing yoga to help with my flexibility. But the more I learned, the more I realized how much more the study of yoga has to offer. Yoga has improved my physical and mental health and outlook on life. I feel that yoga can be beneficial for everyone. My mission is to share what I've learned about yoga with all the non-yogis, Joe Sixpacks, and everyday people in a down-to-earth fashion. My name is Luis, and this is the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Um, today, we're gonna we're gonna shoot from the hip again. I have a, a broad topic uh, story I want to share of, about myself and a couple things I have in my notes. But really, I'm just chilling here. I have my coffee in hand, so if I do pause and drink some of that, I hope you all don't mind. I'll do my best to edit it out. Uh, but this is just like a real conversation I want to have with you guys about uh, who I was, where I've learned everything and uh who i am today or who i think i am today uh, so the, the topic is self-love and i've mentioned it before on the on previous episodes where you know for a long time i i struggled with uh self-love self-worth and i feel it's a something maybe a lot of people can relate to um on a certain level and just you know how i've been able to not manage just slowly overcome that and i'm you know i'm 36 now and this shit goes back, you know, thinking back now to, well, of course, it started in childhood. Um, so, you know, before I started, there's a lot of things I'd wish I'd known um, <laughs> about life before, you know, venturing off and joining the military and going off my own. And uh, one of those things is probably I've noticed is everyone has their shit, um, whether they show it or not. Everyone has their thing uh, that they're going through in their life, which shapes who they are and, and um we have to take that into consideration when we're dealing with something that's really unpleasant uh, with us at the time. It's like, you know, maybe that person's just having a bad day. Maybe they've had a bad life and that's why they are the way they are. And that alone, I feel, has really helped me uh, deal with, you know, unpleasant people, which are around. It's not a, it's not a fucking secret. Um, but just thinking that something, everyone has their own shit. Um, and on top of that is not everyone is aware of their shit. That's another big thing I've learned is um, we're very, of course, looking from the outside in, we're very quick to be like, oh, yeah, well, fucking look at this. Why aren't you? You're like this because of this. But, you know, when you're inside of it, in your middle of it, your scope is so small that you can't see anything else. So, um, you know, everyone has their own shit and a lot of people don't realize they have shit that they're dealing with. I'm going to be cussing a lot on this. Again, this is just like a regular old conversation I'm having with the microphone with you all. Hope it's sitting with your ears really nicely here. So my, my story, I'll just start off in childhood. Um, and this, I'm sharing this not because of like, oh, what was me? But just for you all to get a real idea of uh, what I remember being a kid and how it's, I feel it shaped me going through my life and how it affects me now. Uh, so I was a, a really uh, heavy set kid. Uh, so during those really formative years of uh, you know, pre-teens and teenagers, I was very, very, very overweight. Um, Matter of fact, when I was 14, I topped the scale at about 320 pounds, believe it or not. And uh, so, you know, during that, you know, kids are sometimes not the nicest. And, you know, being a an overweight kid back then, when I grew up, sounding very old now, uh, it was a lot different. You know, 30 years ago, it was very, very different. Um, fat shaming was a huge thing. 
making fun of the fat kid. And that made me, of course, make me feel like something is wrong with me. I feel like that's really, maybe it started, it might have started me before that, to be honest with you. But that's when I really noticed, like, I didn't like myself. Uh, I didn't like what I looked, when I looked in the mirror, I didn't like what I saw. And, you know, on top of that, when you're uh, a teenager, you, you know, you like the girls or the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever. Uh, you look for affection and you're attracted to to somebody and you, you know, put yourself out on a limb and, you know, a lot of rejection came my way and I felt, granted, it wasn't told to me, but I just felt is because of the way I looked and that kind of added more so to how I felt about myself. And, um, you know, through sports and things like that, um, I, I tend to, I lost a lot of weight, you know, I, by, you know, when I was a senior in high school, I weighed hundred pounds less than I was uh, as a freshman. And that kind of developed this other kind of um, dislike where now I was chasing like the aesthetics, like working out. I want to be big, huge, strong, you know, no matter how much I lifted, how well I looked, it was just never enough. And that was always in the back of my mind. And it developed this really um, unhealthy relationship with, with health and fitness, uh, which was just go, 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 go. Doesn't matter. No rest days. Just keep going until you reach this magical weight or whatever. And then everything is going to be fine. Of course, you know, when I reached those things, it, it didn't fix anything. I just, that dislike was still there. Um, and you know, you carry that, uh, that fat guy vibe with you, I think for the, re- for the rest of your life when I, I think I, I might still have it where I'm you know, very self-conscious of very quiet, very small, I guess would be the best way to put it. Uh, very comfortable in other situations, but when it came to matters of the opposite sex, I feel, felt, felt this like, you know, shoulders hunched forward and uh, she's not going to like me because of, because of the way I look. It has nothing to do with who I am as a person and that sort of stuff. Um, and this kind of started showing itself uh, in a very different way, not so much I, I didn't like myself, although that's what I told myself anyway, it became uh, anger, and I became a really angry person. Um, I'm going to take a coffee sip right here. Hold on. So I became a really angry person, and it lashed out in just uh, judging anything that was different than me. Uh, you didn't like the same music? I can't hang out with you. You dress a certain way? I didn't care for you at all. Uh, anything really that was different than the path that I was on, which I thought was the absolute best and only path, um, I I didn't like, and I lashed out quite often, and just made me a very angry uh, person and really unhappy. And uh, you know, all the, I just felt like this was the, this is how I operated from uh, shit well into my mid twenties, and then. Uh, you know, in my early 20s, I got married. And then my mid-20s, I maybe like a couple of years after that, I got divorced. And this is where the unpacking of the shit began, uh, began to happen. I hit a very, very dark uh, period of my life uh, for quite some time because of this. And, you know, just crying. Um, I, I had attached myself so much to this person and attach not only myself, but like my happiness, my self-worth, 
everything came from this person, which is, of course, was a very unfair position to put the, the person I was married to. I didn't know this at the time. That's what, you know, that's what I thought love was, right? Just being just one and not having my own independence and have my own self-confidence to, to be my own person in that relationship. And I can see how, you know, it doesn't matter whose fault it was, but I can see how my role contributed to the, the falling apart of that marriage. And, you know, I finally had enough of this feeling of like just sadness and loss and depression that I sought therapy. And this is where the unpacking of the, the stuff began to happen. And then this is where the denial faded away, where I thought I was fine. This is just the way I am. And really examining myself uh, fizzled away any denial that I had um, and just realizing, well, I have a lot of stuff that I haven't unpacked or even looked at or even realized I had. And therapy really helped reveal all that and uh, show a spotlight on my, my shortcomings and um, weaknesses and all that. And that's kind of where this self-development game really kicked off. And once I got a little bit of it, and I, I still struggle with, with confidence and for some time, um, but the, the therapy definitely helped it gave me the awareness and I've talked, you know, when I talked to Matt about that, it's like the awareness lessens the intensity of it. And again, this is how I, I was aware of it, but boom, boom, boom. And I kiss operator for that. Again, that's, this is a little bit more, I think I was healthier mentally, but there's still that, that anger a little bit, um, of just judging other people. And, you know, I felt now I felt like holier than thou. I was like, I've been to therapy what the fuck have you done? You know, you're messed up just like I am. And like, you know, it's just silly thinking about it back then. But again, I was a really angry person. And uh, the, the the physical self of image still bugged me where I was always never enough. Uh, I always wanted to lift more. I always wanted to be a certain aesthetic. I always, and I felt like, oh, that's what, that's what I need, you know? And this really kept going until well into my thirties, um, where I, my, my relationship with the, the gym, I started to change where just realizing, you know, what I'm doing is really a, a blessing, you know, like I get to move and sh showcase a, some physical force and feel really good afterwards. And the numbers and the ego that's driven behind that doesn't really matter. Like I'm a regular person. I'm not an athlete. Do I really need to squat however many pounds? Is that really going to add, you know, plus five to my life right now? Eh, probably not, right? So that that's beginning to start the change. I just started being really thankful and for the movement that I can do and really just appreciating my body and loving my body for what it can't do rather than judging what it can't. And it's kind of funny because once, once I started doing that, I <laughs> began to lose a lot of weight and became a little more... Uh, uh, I guess aesthetically fit, I guess. Um, it's just funny how that works. Once you stop giving a shit, that's when you get the results. And so, you know, I was on this path and did a little meditation here and there, but it wasn't until, you know, the, the yoga teaching experience that I had with Vitoga that all everything, everything that I kind of experienced and learned kind of just fell into place. I, I just kind of, I saw the jigsaw pieces just coming together to form this picture and what the yoga has taught me is that I've mentioned before that 
this meat suit that we wear, the, the mind that we have, these are our possession. It is, it is not ours. Or I mean, it's not us, it's ours. And you know, within us, we have that this special light and divinity. And that's what we really are. And if we can look at it at that standpoint, we can begin to look at our thoughts and our mind as like this, this backseat person. You know, that, you know, why are you not really necessarily driving now, but we can like step back like, okay, why are you thinking like this? Where are these thoughts coming from? And just starting to examine that. And then at the same time, it really showed me compassion and love for other people. And that's kind of where the, the judgment of other folks and being able to see them through the lens of everyone has their shit and everyone has their past and story that shapes them and makes them the way they are really started to develop. Um, you know, because when I first got to the yoga teacher training, I was still fucking full of ego, egoed up to the brim where I would look at another person and be like, Oh, look at, look at this guy. Look at his handstand or whatever. He can't do this pose. Oh, I'm so much better than that person. And then, yeah, at the same time being very self-conscious, like, I don't want to look stupid. You know, I don't want to. So having these thoughts, but by the end of that training, it made me realize just how stupid those thoughts are and how silly they are to have come in my head and just realizing, you know, these people that I'm with here are all for the, here for the same reasons, for the betterment of themselves so they can better other people. And it's such a beautiful thing. And I just started looking at other people like that where even if we don't agree, if we're completely different, I have to honor that your that divinity that is in with me is also within you. And whether you realize it or not, you have your stuff that you need to unpack and so do I and we're all fucked up and we're just trying to make it this world and trying to be as happy as we can the way we best know how to, right? So that's where yoga really kind of put everything together for me. And it also helped me, I feel, heal a little bit. Um, so during the Yoga Nidra, during our teacher training, we did a few um, uh, you know, practices of that. And I've never done it before. This is like really deep meditation and you know, doing it for like 30, 40 minutes sometimes. And I had some pretty wild experiences, and I'm about to share them for with you. Uh, so during the practice, I the first time I just saw vivid, vivid colors, pow, pow, going off, going off, going off. And then the second time, I had this inner voice, and it wasn't me. I, I can best describe it. It was just this other thing that told me, you know, all the things you've in the, in the short, I can't remember what exactly, but to paraphrase, it's like everything that's happened, everything that you've done, right or wrong, is no longer valid. It's just, it's happened. You have to let it go and be present and be happy. And just, you are worth everything. And that was a really fucking like, I woke up and like, what just happened to me right now? And I, you know, I journaled about it and then, you know, we did it again. I think this might've been our last night and I shared this with the, with the group and, you know, I didn't really have any crazy visions or anything, but when I, I, I woke up and I came to, I felt large. I felt like I was 10 feet tall. It was just a really surreal experience that I felt. And I felt like so powerful and uh, it was just this, I can't explain it. it. It felt really good. And I feel like that's what I, how I should be walking around 
because as I said, I've have we all have divinity within ourselves and sometimes we we hide ourselves and we're super small and we should be showcasing the the beautiful light that we have within us. And you know, through meditation, I've also had a couple experiences. Uh, the last one I, I shared with my wife, um, where I was, you know, meditating, and again, that that same voice, that calming, and I just felt this presence. It kind of told me that, you know, to to be who you're meant to be, you have to let go of all that shit that you thought you were, because you're no longer that person. You know, your experiences, everything that's shaped you, has brought you to this moment. But to continue on, you have to let go of everything. And that was a, a really weird thing because, you know, we all have goals and I, I am no different. And a lot of things hold me back, you know, fear of failure, fear of being judged. And all those things come from, from my past, right? So if I want to continue venture on and really find out what my purpose is and what I'm meant to do, I have to be willing to let go of all those shits, <laughs> to put it politely. Not so politely. I don't know. Again, I'm just spitballing here. So, you know, I want to share this just so I can give you guys an idea of where I came from and how through life and yoga has shaped me into this, I feel like an okay person. I mean, my work is nowhere near done. I'm not perfect at all. But, um, yeah, just kind of being a little vulnerable here with you guys. And, you know, my goal here is to to pass what I learn on to, to you all. And to those around me, right? I look at my son, he's napping. I'm watching him on the baby monitor right now and I'm getting a little teary. I just thinking about it. And, you know, as much as I want to, I, I can't stop the world from harming him. You know, the, the, the harsh realities that, that are going to come his way. But what I can do and hope to pass on to him is, you know, this feeling of self-worth that I didn't always have. And it took a long time to cultivate. So I feel if I can, you know, just pass that on to him and help him and give him tools to do so, he will be far better off than than I was. Um, and that's kind of what we're aiming for, right? For those people who have kids, we want them to have a far better life than, than we did. Uh, that's it. Anyway, <laughs> I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, I will talk to you next week. I'm going to go wipe off these tears. Bye.